Italia. We've got today's stage. Where are we going? We are going from Tallard. It'd be good if you were at Stavos. What is it? Uh, Vasto to Melfi. 213 kilometers. Got a little sting in the tail coming up at the end, uh, which is important because it's going to be somewhat exciting. I, I didn't think you needed to turn in, tune in until the last 50 kilometers, and at which point I thought it was exciting. And I had predictions yesterday. And how did those predictions go? This is Tyler Yonke, Between Two Wheels Podcast, episode 270. We're cruising along. Oh, oh, Matt, uh, Matt Tuff sent a message, said, are you back? I'm, well, I'm going to do the, hang on, let's turn on this light here. I'm going to be doing the Grand Tours. So with the Grand Tours in mind, yeah, yeah, I'm back a little bit. Um, and we'll try to do some of these maybe in the afternoon, early morning. I don't know. I, I wish I had, I wish I didn't have a job. I could just do podca- <laughs> podcasting all day. Might make it easier. I probably should do a little bit of a recap of the Golden State uh, race series this weekend because it looked like that was uh, somewhat exciting. I don't know. I didn't go out there. Probably should start uh, doing some bike racing. I'll get done with this little clip show here, and then we will head. Um, maybe I'll head head over and do some uh, some bike riding myself. Okay. So let's just. This is a sting in the tail as this GCN report. Um, has here so yesterday's race was pretty interesting it was a, a sprinter's day remember talk about mads peterson Pedersen missed out uh and with that with him missing out um we also had a few other caden groves was blamed for a thing and I, i'm going to show a little bit of a clip from that uh you had mike My, michael matthews missed out a little bit as well so today as i predicted you're going to see the sprinters teams it's still early in the race this might have been a breakaway day normally but here you're going to see it's a day for this the the not quite the top spear tier sprinters it's the michael matthews the mads petersons the two exactly the ones i said you're going to watch for um, and they're going to scream up this climb they're going to try to drop everybody including each other get rid of cavendish and these other guys so that they could come into the finish and have the best chance and then it's got a little pop at the finish here. So um, we will look here just at the highlights. Uh, the nice little Jiro map. Okay, guys ready to go. They take off. Immediately you got two guys going out there, the same team. I kind of like their jerseys. I don't know. Their, their team colors look not so bad. Um, and so one of them was Konashev. Uh, Konashev and Stojnik. Uh, great. No, there used to be a rider in the pro peloton back when Lance was riding and Greg LeMond, uh, Dmitry Konashev. I don't know if it's the same relation. Could be. Maybe not. Uh, either way, these guys hung out there for quite a, most of the day. There was a little bit of rain until they started coming into the climb. 38 ki- uh, kilometers to go here. Team Trek starts hitting the front. So you got a Trek and Jayco Alulu team really coming to the fore to put the pressure. Okay, So you did get Cavendish spit out the back pretty quick. Um, you've got, uh, they caught the two riders up the front. Um, th- that was pretty nice. Uh, Mads Pedersen is hanging on for dear life. There's Jonathan uh, Milan, yesterday's winner. Um, you go over the top, one of the, there's like two KMs that you get here. And the first one happened to be won by uh, Thibaut Pino. I think he wins the second one as well. Um, thank you, uh, Victor. Appreciate it. Um, and so, d- 
over the top of the climbs, it's 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 pretty cool because you're just seeing people getting spit out slowly but surely and kind of watching the teams do a lot of the work. Now, some of the detriment that you had and that we're going to talk about here, uh, Magnus Court of uh, EF Education, he gets spit out, which is kind of a surprise. But look at this. Uh, then this is deep downhill. It's a long descent uh, with a lot of bad weather which kind of makes it a little bit interesting for today. So with that in mind, it's, it's, you know, you don't want to take it too rough down the bottom here because you can, you can knock people out, but Brandon McNulty ends up getting dropped with Mads Pedersen right over the top of the first, uh, this, the last climb and Mads, there was like 500 feet off just a few seconds, 19 seconds. Uh, they make it back on perfectly good. Uh, they're going down the climb further and Jalamita ends up getting in a bit of a wreck. I think this is it right here. Uh, and luckily, um, you had at the back of the pack there, um, Brandon McNulty. He's able to sit up and help his team leader uh, so that he's able to, to re rebound and, and get him back up to the, the race as well. But then Brandon does. There's a few little ups and downs coming in the last 10 kilometers. Brandon McNulty gets spit out. Now, another one that got spit out, um, not due to the climbing and, and the climbing. And by the way, Brandon McNulty, I don't think he is the person that you're looking for for that team to be a team leader. You, you I was hoping so, but I think it's Jalomita. And then he obviously, well, he being Brandon, didn't have the date today. And maybe it was intended, right? He didn't want to put himself in the hurt locker yet too soon, or maybe he's working his way into the climbing, into the race. There's a lot of that out there. You don't really know that the situation, it's not necessarily the tour for some of these riders. Uh, Magnus Court is another one that I get a little bit today. I wouldn't have expected him to get dropped off. Uh, but you got, anyway, we'll, we'll get that. But it, Sepkus. Sepkus is going down there and he's got a derailleur problem. He actually knocks his battery uh, completely off. He's messing with it. He's kind of lucky at some point that he didn't get um, go down, putting his hand in his rear derailleur, rear mech, trying to move it there. Now, there was a sprint bonus point, three, two, and one seconds here. Uh, Primos gets up there. He's ready to take it on with Bowman. Uh, uh, and actually comes over the top is uh, Eventable. Eventable takes the, the, the three-second bonus, So he but he takes the second overall because Primos gets the second place. Uh, so there's a three and a two, and then the one goes to Primos' teammate. So they both move up as far as the overall GC, but uh, Primos ends up moving down. Um, and it was kind of interesting that I didn't, I didn't uh, Evenepoel said, hey, it was easy. It was kind of an easy, it was, it was worth putting this effort out. And I didn't see that he quite easily took uh, Primos. So I, but then at the finish, Primos was up there with all the big guys. Um, anyway, Brandon McNulty, he's having trouble here after he gets Jalamita back up to the front. He basically just is sitting up. Uh, there's some other riders coming through here. Anyway, comes down to the finish. It's got a, some corner stuff, the last 500 meters. And you see here, let's see if we can show exactly what the time. Uh, the, there's 200 meters. So Michael Matthews hits out about 200 meters to go, um, overtakes uh, Mads Pedersen, who's there. Now, Caden Groves is still in the mix. He's the Australian sprinter, the one that uh, Venipol said was all at fault yesterday. We'll kind of do a little breakdown of that. And um, Michael Matthews takes it off from the front, <clears throat> and he actually holds everybody off to the finish. Uh, you can see this little rise here as they come up over, and then there's about 50, uh, yeah, they're right about 50 meters to go. And it looks like he's going to get overtaken, but he just holds on for a, a sprint, uh, for a finish that he's raised his arms on and he's very excited about. Now, this is the reason why the teams push hard on the climbs when you've got a Michael Matthews. Michael Matthews can finish off a race like this uh, and didn't have to suffer as hard, I think, going over the climbs as Mads. 
uh, Ken Grove said, he goes, man, I was coming on. He was too far back when the sprint started. He's like, and it's actually his teammate was kind of in his own way. Uh, and he's like, I think I was going the fastest I could have won this. Okay, well, so be it. You know, next time get your, your hack together and be in the right spot. You, you, but that's good confidence for him going forward, I imagine, as well. The point is that when you come down to a finish like this, and if you haven't had to work as hard coming over the climbs, you are going to be in a better position to take on the sprint. And I think that's what you saw here with Michael Matthews. He hit it out first. He led up over the, the little bit of a rise. And he, on the drag race to the finish, he was still able to hold off Mads Pedersen, who probably just didn't have the legs from, from digging super deep all day, um, you know, unnecessarily uh, di just demoralized in, physically, at least in a, in a little bit more than um, his teammate there. I mean, uh, his compatriot. Uh, you see Primos, though, there's your one, two, three, four, five, six. He's seventh place here, a little bit further back as Evenepoel, who didn't really care to uh, sprint much. So um, he kept himself out. Now, Zani, I think that's his name, Filippo Zani. Uh, he did a lot of work. Scott Scotsman, I think it was the other guy for um, uh, Jayco, that did a ton of work up these climbs, as well as the uh, Trek team. Now, the Trek team, I think um, Giacconi, I think, was their man for the GC coming into this, but he got COVID, so he's not there. So they're kind of a, a, a just a kind of a stage-winning hunting team now. Um, let's see if we could see it from the over overview. So here's 150 or so to go. Uh, Michael Matthews jumps quick. He's got these two uh, uh, Alpeson riders over here. Caden Groves is on the far right, and his teammates kind of leading him out and, and for a little bit got in his way. But it actually doesn't look as bad from the overhead. There, at one point, um, Michael Matthews starts to drift, and then he strains himself up. It was a pretty clean, very clean sprint um, and, and well-deserved. I uh, I got teared up over it. No, I didn't. But Michael Matthews gets a win. Mads Patterson second. Caden Groves. So Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy in first and third. Um, Mads in second. Uh, Vincenzo Albanese in third, fourth. Stefano Oldani in fifth. Sven Bystrom in sixth. Primos in seventh. Simone Velasco in eighth. Tom Squeens for Trek up there in ninth. And Andreo Verajam. Drum, for drum, in tenth place. So he got his pink shoes here. Remco, he's leading. He took another second over Primo, so he's forty-four seconds up. Thirty-two over Almeida, who made it back in. Uh, Jay Vine, who does drop out of the top ten, though, is uh, our man, uh, American, uh, Brandon McNulty. <clears throat> uh, Rigatello was up there for the finish. So anyway, there, there you go. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's some, I think it might be a day. You got some climbs here. One, two, three, that kind of end up in the top. I typically actually think that this is going to be a breakaway day. Um, just the way that it is. Cause then the big climbs are coming up. Some other uh, time trials are coming up soon as well. So maybe Remco has made some, um, overtures about possibly having some people take the Jersey from him. So we'll see how that goes. But for now, I think you're going to actually see possibly a breakaway tomorrow and, and a rider that's going to, you know, take a win from a, a breakaway, basically. If not, you're going to see probably initial battle with the Remco and Primos, which would be um, somewhat fascinating, right? I think so. Okay, so let's take a look. Go to, uh, maybe, you know, I've gotten dinged here already uh, showing some of these, uh, playing some of these uh, um, interviews because for some reason you get knocked on these ones. Interviews, pre-race. Let's see if we could get any of those. Let me know if you can't hear this. Oops, uh, got the wrong one here. So, um, okay, 
Um, interviews, pre-race. There we go. I'm gonna have to. Oh, it's not. It's not letting me do it, folks. Okay. Well, that's just the way it is. Um, let me see if we have any final post-race interviews. Okay, that one might let us do it. Stop the screen. Sorry. Just you know, this is the way a production goes sometimes. Okay, Michael Matthews, you're actually going to be able to hear a little bit of him. And they're probably going to ding me and, and, and some count countries or all of them. What feeling does it bring? Uh, honestly, I'm just uh, speechless. Um, what I've been through this last few months to now come back with a victory for the team. We rode all day today and uh, they were fully committed to, to me for me to win the stage. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I I don't have words at the moment. It's uh it's been such a roller coaster this year, and now we're already on stage three with a stage win. That's uh yeah, that's more than I could ever dream of. In the last kilometer, what was the tactic to beat Pedersen? Yeah, I mean, I heard that Pedersen was dropped on the climb, so I was hoping he would be a little bit pinned for the sprint, and uh, I just knew I needed to go a bit early, get the jump on them, and uh, yeah, it worked out. Coming to the Giro, you looked uh, very excited. Yeah, um, at the moment, <coughs> it's just been a roller coaster for me. So I just came here to this Giro to have fun, to enjoy riding my bike, being with my teammates, being with my team. And uh, yeah, today it was such a team effort, <coughs> that win, and uh, that was for the boys. Well done, mate. Thank you. Go. Firstly, take us through this uh, time bonus. Have you learned from uh, learned? that uh, stage races can be won by seconds? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were just there. Uh, we wanted to take the downhill in the first positions because uh, the rain was, uh, yeah, the rain made the roads uh, wet and uh, tricky. So, yeah, then I saw them uh, behind us, sitting behind us. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it didn't cost much energy. So it was just. Uh, yeah, if the seconds are there to grab, we, we should not be afraid to take them. So uh, in the end, yeah, one more second on, on Primoz and three on, on the rest. It's uh, it's good, especially after uh, quite an easy day and uh, a hectic final. But uh, yeah, we are happy. Thank you. Okay. Um, we may get our channel taken down for doing that. I already got a problem yesterday. Uh, Brian Zimney says, wait, black champ jersey, the white bibs. I don't know if he's wearing the white bibs in with... Uh, in this race. I know he did in Liege. Um, I mean, I could probably look back in here. Okay, let's. I want to take a look at, let's see if I can show this. Okay. So this was, this is Robbie McEwen, talks about the, <clears throat> the sprint yesterday. So he does a little bit of, um, you're going to see right over uh, on the left-hand side is Caden Groves. And I think two or three, is he like third back, he's right to the left of, um, Evenepoel, so and he or right in front of him, and he kind of comes over. He's overlapping, so but then you see a cascading effect of everybody that does this, and then you see the crash. So um, he moves over, comes into. That's why Remco was saying, "I know who fault it is." So the guy comes into him, and then it cascades over, and then boom, the guy goes down. The problem is the guy on the far right here that you're going to see go down. He's looking back at the time, so it's once again. Come in, boom, just, <laughs> just knocks him off. And if he's paying attention a little bit, and just, it's just a bad case of, and I believe it's the road. I mean, I don't know. 
it's interesting how Remco he's he's kind of a dick. And and what do you do about that? What do you do about such a, a guy that's such a dick that, that calls things out? He's super young. Um, and he, and then he calls things out like that, and you're just kind of like, dude, just but you know what? He's gonna win all the time. So he's kind of the Lance situation where Lance, you know, drives up the road to what's this guy's uh Simone, um, and you know, gets all mad and they brings him back out of the break because he was uh you know talk, telling about Lance's uh, drug stuff. So what are you going to do when someone's such a prick, but they're such an exceptional bike rider? And and maybe I'm just over, over blaming it here. Uh, Victor says, can you request interviews of the coaches someday? Um, yeah. So if I was really doing a big in-depth thing and um, had connections here, maybe I would I'd be able to do that. Uh, I would like to talk to uh, just, just a side effect. So I do listen to podcasts about the race because I enjoy because the ones that are over there, especially cycling podcasts, they get a lot of interviews with so the writers and stuff. And they played one today from uh, Riccatelli, Riccatello, Matthew, uh, an American, and he finished up in the front group because he, he's a super climber. Um, and so they, they have a lot of good interviews and stuff, but a lot of their stuff is too much fluff for me too. So then you have the the, the next one. I know there's, there's all kinds of uh, podcasts and, and video stuff out there. Uh, the other one I really like is Chris Horner, um, and Chris Horner um, just does a kind of a breakdown of the race as it goes. So I try to do something a little bit different, talk about the analysis, go over the race just a little bit, and then just give you an idea and then talk kind of what predictions and what we're going to do. And, and maybe as this thing goes on, um, you know, I've had this podcast for years. Uh, and what we used to do was do <laughs> interviews. Chris would come on. Maybe we'll bring Chris back in here and talk about all this kind of stuff. Uh, Brian, I heard you almost won. I heard you almost won. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, congratulations too, by the way, um, message me. We'll have a, we'll have a talk about that. Um, so one of the things I wanted to kind of say too is, um, teams. Okay. So let's, let's take a look here. Let's look at the teams here and we can talk about kind of, uh, what's going to happen because one of the problems you may have is there we go. Live stats, um, results go to the teams. Uh, teams, here we go. And I want to do a uh, quick step. Where's quick step? You know, they change their names all the time. Teams, Sudal, quick step. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> so they have a they have a decent team. Um, I don't know that I need to, uh, who all their great climbers are. Um, they, one of the guys went down today. So do they have a team that's going to be able to support uh, Remco to all the way to the finish? Uh, now, he did it in the, the Vuelta. Now, the Vuelta, I think, is one of the, the, the races where you maybe only need one just the way that those climbs are, you might only need one support guy. Uh, the tour is definitely not that way. The, the, the Giro is kind of in between those two. Okay. So the problem that I think that Remco has is his tactics and that he decides to take off sometimes too soon, uh, which is exciting for all everyone to watch when it's, you know, 20 kilometers out and he's breaking away and dropping everybody. You don't need a team. Okay. That's fine. But mate, you might need a team. That's the problem, right? These things are happening. Some maybe, you know, especially today, there's a lot of flats and mechanical issues and going on. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's going to be a problem for him. Now, if Sepp Kuss had been up there and some of these other riders, then you can start playing different ones back and forth against it, where, it's, you know, Remco has to fall. They did that to a T last year, they being Jonas and Rem and Primos against Pogacar in the tour last year, playing him off of each other, where he's attacking, you know, 70K out over two climbs to, to the top. And, it was his undoing, Pogacar's. So, um, I mean, Van, Van Wilder, uh, Catano, Louis Viverka, Jan Hurt, Peter 
Sari, David Ballerini. I mean, they're, they're all solid riders. I mean, you know, look who he had up here with him today. He had four riders, all five riders, all within the top 20 that all made it over those little climbs. So for the most part, um, pretty solid. Okay. So on the day, you had Michael Matthews, uh, like we did, we went over the results, but I thought it was interesting to go down here to see that it was 57 that made it in the group. Uh, Scottson, that's the, the Callum Scottson. He was the one that was doing a ton of work on the front here, Reverka. Um, and then there's a few little gaps of some people. And these are kind of Philippe Zana. He was the one, another one that did a ton of work for Israel. He's the uh, Italian champion. Uh, but it's just a little more interesting to see who didn't make it up here. And, you know, some of the sprinters, whatnot. Um, Sipkus, as we mentioned, he had a mechanical, so you give him forgiveness for that. But not Brandon McNulty. He had a biomechanical. Uh, Magnus Court, same with him. Um, Betty All, that's kind of an interesting one. Uh, who else here? Cicado. Um, kind of shocked to see him back down the, the field as well. I mean, he's kind of a climber guy, but he might be saving himself. Larry Warbass, uh, Dombrowski, I did see he got in a crash. So I could see that reason why he's down there, but I don't know why Larry Warbass, but Larry might be uh, saving himself for um, something else. Uh, did everyone make the time cut? It does look like that. Okay, let's take a look at tomorrow's stage. <clears throat> we had a little bit of indication there. Uh, this is tomorrow. Oops. This is tomorrow. Decent climb. It's only a cat too. So I don't, no, 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 that it really, that's why I say it, I think it's going to be a breakaway day. And it's not enough for the, the, and then the next day. So tomorrow's Tuesday. Then this will be Wednesday. That's got to be a sprinter's day or at least a somewhat Thursday. Um, once again, I think somewhat sprintery day. I mean, there's two big climbs. It's more of a breakaway. Uh, and then you finally get this one, a cat one here coming up uh, stage seven. So I think that's going to be kind of your, your, your big one here. So, uh, so anyway, I think, I think um, teams are, are depleted here a little bit, right? You've got Remco's team. They might not be able to support necessarily Remco the way he needs or wants them to because they're quick step Sudal, who's mostly a classics team, but they do, they're doing pretty good. Uh, they're not they're not the tour team that you would see coming in with uh, Primos. Typically, Primos didn't come in with this tour team he, himself, so he's a little depleted. But he's got Sepp Kuss there, and I think with Sepp is fine. That's really all you need. That's what you've seen him basically win uh, the Vuelta for the last you know several years uh, with Sepp Kuss. Um, be interesting to see uh, much you know who else is coming out here. Let's I wanted to take a look here before I forget about it. Um, let's go back to stage three. Okay, so let's go to the Americans. We're going to look at Riccatello. Um, maybe tomorrow I'll get his uh, his interview up. So he's had 29 days of racing already. He won the youth classification at San Juan. That was early on. General classification, he was ninth. Um, the UAE tour, he was sixth on the youth, uh, 17th on overall. Um, he did 14th on the individual on the team time. Okay, that's team time trial. Never mind. Um, Walta Catalunya uh, with Primos and uh, Remco going back and forth on that one. He was fine. He was eighth on the youth. He had a fifteenth uh, on the one in the stages there. Um, youth competition on Tour of the Alps. He was third on that one. He got an eighth place on uh, stage three. Uh, solid. Um, and then he's in the he's in the mix already. So he finished up in the finished fiftieth today. But he was in that front group of climbers. So I thought that was uh, good for him. Okay, um, let's see if 
Let's go cycling news. Do they have anything going on? Well, you've got uh, Michael Matthews. I, I was impressed with his win today. Um, bike snaps in half. Okay. It wasn't a perfect day. Alvita Boyd, Almeida avoids time loss. Pino rolls back the years. He's going for the, um, what you call it, the mountains jersey. Um, but what's other? What's other? I don't remember all the websites here. It's been a while, so we'll just we'll just go back there. Okay. Well, I think that's what, so. Who's my pick for tomorrow? It's going to be some sort of breakaway. I don't know. Anybody else have predictions on that? Um, so. An American? Should we go for a Larry Warbass? Maybe a Larry Warbass day. Maybe that's why he was taking it easy today. He's got tomorrow set. He's going to get in the break, and he's going to try to rock it for that. Um, okay. I, that, that's that's really all we had going on today. Not much. I didn't get to play any uh, interview. Oh, I did play some interviews. Um, other than that, I don't know what more we can really talk about until we get into the high mountains and get a little bit more fun in the action there. Because it wasn't today was exciting for the last little bit just to see them whittle the guys away. But it wasn't much as far as excitement uh, otherwise. So <laughs> as far as that goes. Uh, all right. Well, 270. Um, I hope you guys had a good racing weekend. Brian, send me a message. We'll talk about, <laughs> we'll talk about it. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. All right, everybody. Take care.